Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. You know, uh, let's see. It'll be like 10 days until I officially have a son-in-law. Oh, the wedding look is at creeping you. Right, right up on us. Yeah. I, I mention this because we're getting all kinds of questions from our, our guests who are coming from different places. Arizona, for whatever reason, is such a mystery to people. In what they, way? Uh, well, okay. Here's a, let's see. One guest called us and asked, you know, I really want to, I've heard about this Camelback Mountain. I really want to hike it, uh, but I don't feel like bringing hiking boots. What kind of sandals are good for that? None. No sandals are good for that. <laughs> that was the answer we gave. Um, somebody else was was calling us. This is about a month and a half ago. They're like, yeah, we're just about to book our flights, um, but we're going to come out for a couple of days early. We're going to okay. come out a couple of days early and go to Sedona. And like, great idea. Yeah, we can't find a connection from Phoenix to Flagstaff. Wait, what? You know, flying. And I'm like, why do you want to do that? Well, we're going to fly into Phoenix, then fly to Flagstaff, and then drive to Sedona. I was like, no, no, no. That's not the way you do it. No. Just fly into Phoenix, rent a car, and drive right from there. It's like yeah. max two hours from the airport. Right. You know? Not a problem. Um, okay, let me let me read this. Let me get into my phone here. You By know? the way, I, I mean, I when I first moved here, I had that too. I had that situation. Like, to people in other parts of the country, because, like, cities like Boston and New York and Philadelphia are so far away, they assume that Mesa and Tempe and Scottsdale – and Glendale and Phoenix are all in like five different points of the state. They, right, don't, they exactly. don't realize yeah. they don't realize that everything is just all sort of bunched together, and we get almost ten. Like the state of Massachusetts would fit inside the one hundred and one loop. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It, well, we had, years ago when my, <clears throat> my my son was like three, he fell in the backyard on this pile of bricks. We had huge gash over his eyes, so it was right. a Sunday. Had to take him. He got like sixteen stitches or something like that, and. We were talking to somebody about it back east, and they were like, where did you find a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, this is pre, you know, prehistoric times here. Yeah. Well, right, here's- you know, I mean, the, the perception for, again, <laughs> and even people from Chicago, uh, when they move here, their first thought is, well, I'm in the Wild West right, now. Right, exactly. I'm here. I'm sure, you know, listen, if you're listening, you probably have somebody back east or from another part of the country who's constantly asking you these insane questions, like, like we still use Pony Express. Here. Well, but, no, that, but that is one of the things. The first time you see somebody going down the street in the bike lane on a horse, that does that does sort of that does sort of send that. that picture. You know, sure. again, you know, this goes back to us calling ourselves the Florida of the Southwest. There are some things that are unique to us here in Phoenix. Yeah, but that somebody from Los Angeles would come here and go, "Wait a minute, I thought this was a major city." Yeah, but even the even the real cowboys here have cell phones. Yeah, right, they've exactly, got data yeah, packages. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so um, here's another one. This was texted to me. The night before last from a buddy of mine who's coming from back east. Hey, Mark, do men wear suits in Phoenix? What? I know it gets quite hot, and I'm wondering <laughs> And I'm wondering if formal events are just a little more casual. I, I wrote him back and said, you, feel free to wear your suit. That's not a problem. This is the same guy. He came out here years ago on business in August and rented a convertible. He's like, hey, it's hot outside. I'll get some nice air going. Yeah. <laughs> cool myself off. He goes, holy crap, was that a mistake? Yeah. No, no. I mean, you know. 
I, I, you know, uh, and the uh, the obvious question everybody gets is everybody thinks that because we're here in Arizona that we're all like the entire population of the state is on the Mexican border. Yeah, the, and that we have a problem with people just yeah. coming like jumping the wall and the and the barriers and all that stuff. Yes, no, I, I yeah, I've told you about my parents' friends when I went back to visit when you know a couple of years ago. They're like, yeah. do you ha- do, are you having a lot of problems with the Mexicans? I'm like, no, no, I personally no, I'm not no. having any problems at all. No, I have more problems with people have, from Paradise Valley <laughs> than I do. Yes, a lot of some of them are even my. Friends. Friends. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Entitled, entitled white people is what I have, a, <laughs> what I have a problem with. So it, it's so funny. But our number is four eight zero four seven zero KSLX. It's it's so funny when you get comments like that. Years ago, we went back for a friend's wedding, and the guys from New York City were like, "Arizona, what? Do you, do you have trees and stuff?" Yeah, yeah. I almost took a picture of the first tumbleweed I saw just to send it back east and go, "There, see, they're real." Yeah, they but exist. We, yeah, but look, there's a sidewalk in the background. See, we got all that. Yeah, yeah, look at that. That's a McDonald's, a drive-thru even. I I know one guy who's definitely not going to be going to Disneyland anytime soon because I think he's still in jail. Did they put him in jail? I think so. He had to surrender his passport. We're talking about the county assessor. Who has been a Paul Peterson, who has a Paul D. Peterson, Paul D. Peterson, yes, accused of running that fraudulent adoption ring. And how many other Paul Petersons do you think are here in the valley that are just worried about, you know, like the authorities or their neighbors thinking, oh, oh, oh my God, I can't believe he was selling kids. Worried about their tarnished reputations. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a crazy story. Yeah. The, the county assessor is not supposed to be somebody we've heard of. No. It's I don't like even what, know. Like when you do the voting, that's way down on the list of people. You just you just check it off. All your county officials, you, you rarely know who they are. You know, we have a it was unusual that we all know who all knew who the sheriff was. That was an unusual circumstance. Right. You well, don't usually get that kind of thing. Well, that's because our sheriff was not just any sheriff. He was the boss hall of the American Southwest. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it's people really don't know that much about county government in general. Like the recorder. Do you know what the recorder does? Uh, I, would assume, recorder? I would assume they record things. I mean, they're the person that, that's responsible for officially documenting things, correct? Officially documenting. I, I know at least like real estate transactions. That's okay. one thing. I, I, I would think there's got to be do other death, things. They do death notices and stuff More like than that, likely. too? Yeah. Or maybe that comes from the, the county morgue office. I don't know what I, I, you're calling that. that is. Yeah, but I, th- I think the recorder is yeah. basically responsible for, for maintaining official documents yeah. I mean, for, we, the, for, the, for the county. You know, the tre- I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, the treasurer, we know, has something to do with handling the money. They right, take the yeah. property taxes yeah. and all that. Now, but, what does the comptroller do? And why do they need a P in it? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, and not only a P, but it's an MP. Right. That's the, that's yeah. the strangest nobody thing about really needs that. Yeah, nobody knows what that is. It's very weird. But, yeah, not, not a lot of people know much about that. Hey, uh, just call in. Just wanted to let you know, we have many fine books on county government and such at the Mesa Public Library. <laughs> All right, so you carry those at the library. But make sure you bring the book back or you'll be assessed a fine. See what I did there? <laughs> yes, that was very funny. We have a wide selection of joke books here at the Mesa Public Library. Mm-hmm. Thought you guys were doing away with late fees. No, no. That's the Phoenix Library. <laughs> that's because they have bad books that aren't worth anything. We here at the Mesa Public Library have good books. Uh, don't you mean library? Uh, I think I know where I work. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. 
let's not put the cart in front of the horse. But if we do, let's make sure the horse doesn't get run over by the cart. In any event, it is time for the Mark and Neanderthal Dumbass of the Day. Yeah, which is sponsored by Chandler Harley-Davidson. Check out their huge selection at ChandlerHarley.com. Another week here where we end the week where we began it. In Florida. Of course. Yes, why not? It's a good, nice little bookend right there. No name here, but back on September 26th, our female dumbass was out for a bicycle ride. Now, it was 2.30 a.m., so that's a little weird for a bicycle ride, but it's not illegal, right? No, but nothing good ever happens at 2.30 a.m. Where it gets illegal is if she's bicycling without a light on her bike. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And she had no light on her bike, which caused police to stop her. starting to raise a couple of questions. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well... Hang on to that question for right now. Okay, then. We will get to it, yes. All right. Um, At some point, police executed a pat-down on the woman and found a screwdriver in her front pocket. Again, a little weird. Well, you know, if her bike breaks down or maybe the chain slips off the sprocket, she needs something to help, you know, wedge that chain back on there. Not necessarily illegal. No, but but certainly not something that you would normally pack when taking a bike ride. In the middle of the night. Right. According to the officer's report, uh, the the, uh, the officer said that he, quote, also felt an item between the woman's buttocks. Now, was, was uh, were the, the officer was, was questioning her? He was patting her down. All right, because yeah. I have a question. Uh, really? Yes. All right, well, hang on to that question. Okay. All right. I'll make sure. Uh, when the cops tried to ask the woman what that might be between her buttocks, she was very uncooperative. At a certain point, officers had to force her down to the ground to remove the item from her buttocks, which was, drum roll please, a crack pipe. Well, that's kind of where it would go. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, that seems I mean, to be the natural... Actually, is there a more appropriate place for a crack pipe? Again, location, location, location. location. Yep. Yeah, next. By the way, next time somebody hands you a crack pipe, ask yourself, I don't really know where this has been. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like it's like money that's had cocaine on it, you know? Do I? Like, yeah, a lot of it. Uh, there are several questions that remain regarding this story, not the least of which is... Is she hot? Right. Well, was the crack pipe lit? I don't know. Yeah. That would really matter yeah, yeah. in this situation. Matter so, of that, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, I don't know if the pipe was made of glass, but keep in mind that at the beginning of the story we said she was riding a bicycle. Ooh. Even if it's not made of glass, that's dangerous. It could be. Yeah. Or fun. <laughs> Our unnamed lady here is definitely the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. That's what Paul Peterson's singing to himself now, psyching himself That's up. A, he yeah. knows he's got a battle ahead of him. That's Paul D. Peterson. Paul lest he D. Be, Peterson. Lest yes. he be confused with any other schmuck named Paul Peterson. <laughs> just saying. It's just like some random, that's like, you know, Navin Judd, random son of a bitch. Yes, right. Yeah, Paul Peterson. Yeah. I'm sure every Paul Peterson within the sound of our voice right now is like, Jesus, man, why has it got to be yeah. his name? And I know uh, there was a Paul Peterson who was on like an old TV show. and uh, Donna Reed show. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only... Notable Paul Peterson. I no, the rest of. of them are all just completely meaningless, <laughs> except for this guy. <laughs> no, well, not meaningless to those in their lives. Right, yes, yes. But, I mean, on the on the world stage, they never right. really made any sort of a, an so impression at all. I think this, this we're talking about our county assessor, the guy, right. you know, it's a fraudulent adoption scheme that he's allegedly been running for like 13, 14 years or something like that. It's That's, insane. you know, here's the thing. I, you know, on, on the surface of this thing, it's horrible what he's done. 
All right. I mean, I mean, on every level, it's horrible what he's done. But how did he get away with it for 15 years? Right. Like you would think, is there a county overseer or somebody that yeah. should have been watching what the assessor is doing? It, see, we don't know much about county government. That's our problem. Yeah, it so could I can't be, yeah. say. Yeah. You know, I have the, no idea. Is the county manager responsible for this? I don't know. <laughs> Who is that? Is there a county oversight? I'm not sure what that is. I don't know. County it's, hall monitor? <laughs> it's so weird, though. The whole... How could a county assessor be this well known? Well, well you get into trouble, I guess. Is well, how you, and of course, I just all, smuggle one kid. <laughs> it's all alleged, but yes, um, yes, it, but it, it seems, looks pretty bad. After 15 years, I believe there's a bit of a trail. I think he is still in custody. Um, so, by I, the way, the first kid that he sold on the open market is now driving. If, if yes, <laughs> God, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it, it's so weird, but. Uh, you know, I can imagine when when he gets out, right? You know, if he gets out of prison, he's still got all. Well, this he's not even him. in prison. Or, I mean, yet. if he gets yeah. out of you know gets out of custody and right. gets, gets a chance to get himself organized, right? First thing he's probably going to do is you know he's going to need something comforting. He's going right, to stop yeah. by his local tavern. Really? All right. The place. He, yes. <laughs> Mr. Peterson. Right. Of course Mr. he is. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Paul, Mr. D. Mr. Paul D. Peterson. I see where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, he's going to walk in. He's going to yeah. be he's going to be very kindly greeted by his favorite bartender, Woody. Hey, Mr. Peterson, would you like a beer? Yeah, and I think the answer would be yes. Yeah, several beers, I'm, I'm Actually, guessing. Yeah. what's going to happen is Mr. Peterson is going to be so distracted he's not going to answer, so Woody's going to have to ask him again. Can I pour you a draft, Mr. Peterson? A draft, yes. Yep. exactly what's going to have to happen. And then after he sits there nursing it for a while, Woody's going to get up the courage to kind of, you know, quiz him a little bit about all the stuff he's been seeing. What's the story, Mr. Peterson? Well, yeah, the story is, is something he probably doesn't want to tell at this point. Yeah, and then Mr. Peterson will break down and say, you know, I'm going to lose everything, including my job. I don't worry, Mr. Peterson. Something else will come along. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Well, yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. If, it's only, if only his first name was Norm, that would have been great. <laughs> Weirdest story ever. It's pretty, pretty screwed up. going to instagram here why yeah there it is picture of picture of my wheelbarrow i just posted the picture of the wheelbarrow by the way it's on facebook our, our facebook page also the mark and the Paul facebook page which is mark Paul, by the way if you're looking for your face uh, for the uh facebook page and the and the instagram page yes. as well um interestingly enough uh, mark uses the proper terminology wheelbarrow b-a-r-r-o-w not yeah. wheelbarrow this has been in my yard since we purchased the house, it was on the side of the house, and I told my wife, yeah, I'll get rid of that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, 17 and, years and ago is when house. you told her 17 that. years yeah, ago. that's when you told her yes. you do that, yeah. Finally, it's been stashed away. Yeah. And, you know, we've got some people coming over because of the wedding and everything. So, right. you know, the wheelbarrow is a tad unsightly. So uh, I a little bit, yeah. Rid of it. yeah. No, I understand. It was time for me to do that. No, so. sure. Well, I like to you get know, to you know, I like to get to things. Well, no, that's yeah. the good thing about it. Is you, procrastination is not exactly your strong suit. <laughs> no. That's not, that's not no, what you I always, do. I always put it off. No, you're a get yes. to it guy. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you try to you try that. to avoid procrastination as much as you can. Absolutely, I understand. Uh, oh, hang on a second. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hey, my wife's on the phone. What's up? Yeah, it is. I, I heard you talking about the wheelbarrow, and I thought I would call in and <laughs> give you a little public appreciation for yeah. taking care of that so promptly. Right after 17 years. <laughs> yeah. Yes, after 17 years. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah, seven, got it done. Yeah, no, 17 years. You know, it took me a while, but uh, I wanted to really study the project and see how we were going to get that right. thing done. That's really interesting since I'm the one who actually rolled it across the oh. yard over to the side of the house that goes out to the street. Well, of yeah, course. Why would Mark do any manual labor? That's beneath him. No, no, but yes, but yes. let's let's... 
That that is true what you're saying, but I called, I arranged the bulk pickup, and I brought it out to the curb this morning. So it was a team effort. Right. We're a good team. That's sure. why this has lasted yeah, so yeah. long. This is the part where I get Mark's back and ask why you didn't bother planting anything into that thing. You had an or, an ornate planter right there in your yard for almost a generation. The um, the leg was collapsed on it. Oh, all right. Yes, and <laughs> so plants are so that's heavy. Why, that's why. Well, the, yeah, the collapsed leg is why we're getting rid of the wheelbarrow. Yeah, it's like a horse. <laughs> we had to take it out and shoot it yeah well let's see the thing is if you'd lived in a more rural area that would be like lawn ornamentation it would look like a, a ranch from way back in the day it could be and you know what we're watching tonight right babe what are we watching tonight we're watching el camino oh that's right yeah, yeah. if you know what's good for you yeah <laughs> all right we'll see you later babe i love you okay honey love you have a great day bye paul bye yeah. Always, not, always nice to hear Mrs. Mark calling in there. Yeah, well, I like how you've got her. You've got her on a short leash too. You know what we're watching tonight? It's fascist, oh, hey. fascist it's, television. No, man, it's a sequel to Breaking Bad. Okay, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about you that. Yeah, Walter you White's dead, it. right? You know he's dead. I do know that Walter White is dead. Yeah, um, but Jesse Pinkman lives on. Right. So, bitch, we'll catch that tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Jesse Pinkman's favorite word. Sure, it was. Um, I was just going to talk about one of the trickier things with putting this wedding together. But this guy, he's waiting. He he totally lucked out. His daughter actually got married at at the Taco Festival six years ago. The Taco Festival? Yeah, that's actually this weekend. I should have thought of that. That's serendipity right there. That's what that is. She got married was six years ago at the Taco Festival. Yeah, it didn't cost me anything except for my uh, tuxedo. They, um, she, she entered a contest through Bridal Mag- Magazine, and they put up for everything, the food. I mean, they took pictures, put her in the magazine. So you didn't have to do the, the seating charts or anything like that? Score. We went up on stage, and there was like, you know, seven people watching, 7,000 people watching the wedding. Went up on stage, did the vows and everything. I gave her away, um, just like a normal wedding. And then they had a, a tent roped off, and you had to have a band on your wrist to go in there from the wedding party. Wow. And everything was there for the reception. It was wow. awesome. You totally lucked out. You didn't have to do any of the hard stuff. Well, I had to not cry. <laughs> yeah, but... What a jerk! Well, no, he got. I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, I understand that the seating situation is very, very detailed and probably a very complex operation, which is why I, I don't. I understand why my invitation hasn't arrived yet. It, it should be there soon. Yeah, I imagine it will yeah. be. Yeah, with the with the wedding being next weekend, mm-hmm. you know, I, it I'm be sure there it'll soon. be there any day. Yeah, I'll just go out to my mailbox and check a little bit later on. But I mean, it, the seating thing is a pain. We, we sure worked it on is. that over the last week and a half or so, as my wife and I. My daughter and her fiance. Now, why do they have a say in it? You're paying for it. It's a group. Well, we have to get that because some of their friends, we don't even know. I don't know any of his family. Right. There are people in his family that maybe shouldn't be sitting together. Wow, really? Well, so so it's like a Hat, Hatfield McCoy's thing? I, I don't well, if they shouldn't be sitting together, they shouldn't probably shouldn't be attending the wedding together. No, I can't keep one out if you, you know if the oh, other's cool. going. I you know, it, How many it, guests are coming to the wedding? Uh, it should be just over 100. All right, just over 100. So, yeah. when, so when 99 show up, my, my, my invitation will be in the should be there any day. Right, it'll be there yeah. any day. All right, cool. Um, but it is tricky when you're trying to, because you know, you're trying to figure out who shouldn't sit with who. Right, yeah. Who's going to get along with who? It's like, oh, this guy's into hunting. Let's sit him with these guys. They're hunters, you know, that kind of stuff. It's tricky. And because I don't want anybody to feel like, I've felt this way occasionally. You walk into a wedding where you're not really that closely connected with the couple. Right, yeah, that's that's every wedding I go to. And you walk in and you're like, huh, okay, 
They put me with the miscellaneous table. Yeah, that's 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 where my dad. I'm sure that's what it says on my uh, on my invitation. It says Neander Paul seat number miscellaneous. Yeah, if you're sitting what, if you're sitting with the wedding planner right. eating, right. Then, then you know that they you know you were the last one they thought of. So what's the wedding planner's first name so that when I sit down next to him I can say hey I like, actually, like we're buddies. I actually don't know you that don't, person's you, that person's been working with my daughter. You have no idea, huh? Nope. Right. I'm sure it'll be written on my invitation. Yeah, that should be there any minute. Is that time of the week? It's Friday morning, so you know our schedule's about eight hours ahead of yours. Yeah, we're just about done. I mean, we got you know another hour, but who does anything in the last hour? You're already thinking about drinking. You start thinking about the lab eight, and that's why uh, we like to go out and ask people about their first beer. We call it my first beer. Three days after I turned 21, I had a Michelob light with a girlfriend. Did you purposely wait till you were 21 to be of age? I did. I was a goody two-shoes. Ah. Was that your parents or just you? No, it was me. <laughs> you still like that? I am. <laughs> so if I told you you were parked a little bit outside the lines right now, you'd run and correct that? I'm not parked outside the lines. <laughs> I would go correct it. <laughs> oh, someone's got a little OCD going mm-hmm. on there, yeah. She likes to follow the rules, whereas... She's some, a bit anal, is what you're saying. Some other people don't like to follow the rules. Okay. Ooh, my first beer was probably a Rolling Rock, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> a little town called Meadville, Pennsylvania. So who were you with and how old were you? Uh, probably 15 Ooh. with my boyfriend at the time. How old was he? probably 20. Oh, that's dangerous right <laughs> oh, there. That's statutory. Yeah, that, that, is. that is, yeah. I don't know how my parents let that happen, but he was a really nice guy. You, yeah, yeah. How did your parents let that happen? Yes. That's kind of how funny. How did your parents let that happen? I don't know. I got little girls and that's never going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Some, some <laughs> tells like me, veal in a, carry, in a crate. Something tells me it wasn't his first beer. <laughs> 20 and 15? Yeah. Suspect at best. I would think so. If you got a first beer story, feel free to send it to yes. us, or you can always call us at 480-470-KSLX. We love the beers. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.